Hey everyone, welcome to a new interview episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. And today I have two special guests from Black Girl Film Club, Ashley and Brittany. Hi guys! (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to another fellow Cinephiles, Cinephiles Podcast, but just generally, how are you? How are you doing? It's a clean January for movie watching. So how are you feeling going into this new year? I'm feeling good. I feel like 2023 was the longest year of my life, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> uh, same. Uh, woo-hoo, been through it. 2023, 2024 is looking bright, so I'm really looking forward to the new year. Also, the new year in film. I have so many things that I want to watch and talk about and get on Ashley's nerves about. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What is, what is one thing you're looking forward to watch? So, like, next, coming up. Because I'm trying to think of what I want to watch next. Okay. I made my list because I was talking it over last night about what I was going, like, want to see either today or tomorrow. Um, But my, like, couple first movies, I want to see The Book of Clarence. Because that looks like might be fun. And also the director directed um, The Harder They Fall. And we really enjoyed that. Um, We did an episode on it. Cool. Um, I still haven't seen four things, so that's on my list. And I was looking at um, the Teachers Lounge, so those oh, are movies that. that are on my horizon. How, how was it? No, I didn't see it. Sorry, I saw the oh, trailer okay. I, okay. literally this morning. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, but it looks good. It looks really good. Cool. Uh, trying to think of mine because I feel like a lot of mine are still holdovers from like last year. That movies that didn't come out when they were supposed to. So, oh, like what? Um, like I feel like challengers I'm like keep going in and oh, out yeah. about that's mm-hmm. the moment Zendaya and that's gonna be um, the new salt burn. I hope everybody's oh. ready, ready for that in what April, I think. That that's gonna be the new like internet movie. I, yeah. I'm calling it now. I'm they better not now. move it. They can't move it again because I'm just like, oh yeah, that movie is coming out. Like let me put that on my watch list. Cause I think it was on there and then you know the schedule kept getting it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and I was like when is this movie coming out um and then what else is there there's like some things that I feel like are popping up that I I don't know I'm terrible watching trailers so that's usually I'm always late I feel like Brittany knows before I do half the time because I usually see the trailers I want to see like in the theater so like a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff that people were talking about and I was like okay and then I'm like oh like Dune or something I'm like yeah, that one, <laughs> that movie yeah. that everyone's talking about. Um, that I got see... moved too, I think. Dude, uh, I think yes, it's supposed it to be out, right? Uh, yeah, it was supposed to come out in December, and then it oh. came. Um, I think it got moved to April too. I think April or May, one of those. It's supposed to be like you know the big tentpole movie of the year and stuff. But I also want to see All of Us Perfect Strangers, which is like an indie movie. Oh, I know. Uh, I want to see that too. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that. Um, I thought it was going to be out when I was home in Texas. So I was going to watch it and then like in preparation. And then um, it wasn't coming out until like this weekend or something. So I was like, crap. <laughs> so I haven't seen it yet. I'm still trying to like get my bearings since I just got back from winter break basically like last week. But yeah, there's a few things that are coming. I feel like as the year picks up, I'll start mm-hmm. to like actually make a, a 2024 watch list. But yeah. <laughs> and you're both on Letterboxd. I yeah. Think, right? I think I follow both of you. So yeah, everyone out there, check out their Letterboxd. That's how I kind of just 
use it's like a new notes app for me when people will tell me like oh you gotta see this movie and i'll just like type it in and add it to the watch list because mm-hmm. like, okay so i have a massive watch list that i have to get through with so many movies that i embarrassingly have not seen that everyone has seen basically so even just 90s and 80s movies that i just did didn't see at the time i feel like there's like a a ton of movies that britney recommended i actually put it in a list i don't know if it's i feel like it's public it was like a bunch of like black 90s movies was it it was something like a long time ago when we like Mm -hmm. first started the pod and um i think i've gotten to like 45 percent of them oh that's pretty good though that's almost half that's pretty good I feel like some of them I'm like you should have seen this movie already and then some things <laughs> some things is just kind of like like I have to be in the mood because there'll be movies I'm like okay I really wanted to watch this and I'll sit there and watch it and I'm like it's not it's not hitting today I'm sorry like and then I'll come back and I'm like this is great I just needed to be like in the right frame of mind because I can't I can't force it I feel like when we watch a lot of as we've watched a lot of movies especially like now that we analyze them so like intently (laughs) i I feel like sometimes we're just watching a movie for fun i'm like stop analyzing it just watch the movie (laughs) just enjoy it i was gonna say yeah how do you kind of separate that that now that you guys have been doing it since what 2018 Mm -hmm. so how do you separate do you notice that you watch films differently if you're watching it to do an episode on it versus watching it like okay i'm just gonna go in i'm just gonna sit with my snacks and just watch this i'm not gonna think about plot holes i'm not gonna think about this acting so much it's just a story i don't know Brittany. how do you feel about it um i i i know i can't separate it because that's just how i watch films like no i don't when i'm watching a film for fun it's not as deep like i'm not gonna really analyze when i'm sitting down watching joe's apartment on tubi but (laughs) i am thinking about what joe's apartment one of the first mtv films is trying to say (laughs) to me Mm -hmm. um so i I, I can't turn it off even for fun, but that's how I've been my entire life because I'm that's who I am. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, I I probably don't. I mean, I try not to take notes. I feel like even now when we do uh, our episodes, I feel like I take way less notes now. Before I used to be like every single thing. Um, and I feel like that's partially just because I didn't want to forget something or, you know, like when you talk about a movie and they're like, well, what about somebody's always like, what about this? And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm not Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm trying my best. But, um, yeah, I think just kind of. I don't know. I don't know if I've let it go either. I feel like some, especially since like when I like will review something on Letterboxd, I'm like, OK, wait, what was this movie about? <laughs> and so I do try to like. I don't know, not analyze it too hard to where like I'm not enjoying myself, but definitely like I do try to think about it depending on what movie it is, I think. Yeah. That's the peril I think of TikTok now is that (laughs) I even obviously the algorithm is so intense. Everyone knows about it that if you search one thing, it's going to show you everything. So even if I search one thing about like I saw poor things in the theater, it was the last film. Those are my questions was what was the last film you saw in the theater? That was mine. But I I looked and I just kept seeing all of this. I just see so much more discourse now Mm -hmm. on things that I'm just thinking, okay, am I really shallow because I (laughs) didn't look for this? Or am I just, I'm basically like a photographer, like usually. So I'm looking at everything visually. This is how I felt about Saltburn is that there was so much discourse around it. And I was like, okay, yeah, the story, whatever. But like the cinematography is incredible. Like this is all I'm really watching. And yeah, the performances make it 
you know, good or bad or whatever, but I, there are just so many people now that make kind of a whole living really in like dissecting everything, every single Easter egg, every like, did you look in the corner of the window pane? It looks like this, which is from this movie. I was like, okay, am I really dumb? Or I just, I don't go this deep into things, I guess. I hate watching movies like that. The only, like, there's one particular genre that I am more inclined to do that with, and that's horror, because there is always, whatever you're watching, there's something lurking in the background in Mm -hmm. every shot. So I'm, like, always keeping an eye out for it. But I find, like, when people watch films and just deeply analyze every single second, like, everything has to mean something. That kind of takes away some of the joy in um, fun of watching movies so I'm I'm not that kind of movie viewer like I, I can't do it because I the whole point of like having a podcast or watching movies is just to have fun like sometimes you gotta kick your heels up chill out with Dr. Pepper and popcorn so <laughs> it's just it just takes something away yeah I'm not on I'm not on movie TikTok or movie talk um like that but I watch a lot of like YouTube just day to day and commentary channels yeah all of the the commentary like video essays like some of them are good i forget i always forget this um person's youtube i'll have to remember it or like look it up but um she did a really good uh greg rocky like video essay and i was like okay you're fine (laughs) but some people are just like you know the 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 hardcore like this plot hole and blah 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 i don't know if i ever even really like notice plot holes and stuff like that but i don't ever want to watch a movie just to like pick out the the discourse or i feel like some people watch movies to as like a challenge almost where yeah yeah (laughs) where they're just kind of like oh well this movie didn't live up to this blah 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 or whatever i'm just like okay like i mean just meet the movie where it's at because i saw poor things too and i was aware of like some of the uh like conversations online but also i was like this is like yorgos lathimos like he's yeah that's what i was really surprised when i saw (laughs) so much discourse about like this feminine perspective and how this was directed by a man and i was like yeah but like this is him like have you guys not watched anything (laughs) which i think maybe that's the thing is that i feel like people have not watched anything from such a like auteur type of director this is not like a quote-unquote normal director that you're expecting to see i would think through the trailer you could kind of figure that out that if you were watching it you're not expecting the average film and it's based on a book too so there's source Mm -hmm. material it's not Mm -hmm. things that he's just pulling out of like i want to make this happen i want to make that happen but yeah, I mean, I think movies now are kind of made for discourse. That's why I kind of don't review as many current films. If I do, mm-hmm. it means I really, really like it because I'm just so stuck in in the 90s and like whether they're <laughs> good or a bad way. But I mean, I was just listening to your Doom Generation episode that you had. And I really loved when you were talking about like the, it was one of like the Siskel and Ebert guys <laughs> did a review of Doom Generation. They were like, this sucked. It was really bad. And <laughs> That's the thing, too, is that now I first saw it when I was like, I don't know, how old was I, like 12, something like that? Like I rented it from the video store. So I never heard anyone talk about it. So this is just cool that I get to even listen to other people talk about this movie that I only watched by myself or showed to my friends in like middle school and no one else outside of my purview knew about it. So it's really cool to hear other people talk about a Rocky. And now it's crazy to see that it's 
all on Tumblr and it's all like how people discovered it. it was like oh I saw a still and I didn't even know it was a movie I thought it was a photo shoot someone said they thought like Rose McGowan did a photo shoot with James Duvall and Jonathan Sheck and they thought that was the photo shoot and I was like that's so cool that that's what you thought and then they're like then I saw this movie and I was like what they made this I was like they don't make movies this cool now like they don't make no. anything even close to I mean I hate to bring up Saltburn just because of the discourse but that is kind of like what we're dealing with it's like you guys think that everyone was talking about how yeah. crazy it was and i was like yo like there's really weirder and more like less not invasive but like it's not an easter egg movie like iraqi movies are like here it is there's some cool shit in the background but like this shit's fucking wild and just strap in it's not like done in like a you know kind of like artsy way like it is now but i'm like everyone go watch iraqi movies i think i said that on a tiktok they were like talking about movies you should see if you liked this movie and i was like no one mentioned iraqi films like this is wild (laughs) wait can we take a minute to talk about that because i saw that like i was still of that TikTok saying like, if you thought Saltburn was wild, you should watch do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And my problem with that is like all of the wild, extreme, really provocative films were like very extreme horror films. I was oh. like, there is no way I would tell someone that, oh, if you thought Saltburn was wild, you need to watch Human Centipede. You need oh, to watch a Serbian Lord. film. Like oh, those no. are very extremes. Like Saltburn is for the freaks. <laughs> but everything else you listed is like, uh, we might have to call somebody because yeah, no, no, and I don't know. It was so like annoying. Like you, you guys, you have to watch more movies. You have to if you want to watch movies that are provocative and kind of freaky. Like you got to do some research. It Saltburn is not that. Yeah, go look back. At, <laughs> look mm-hmm. at David Lynch and Jennifer Lynch and. Cronenberg mm-hmm. were doing in their heyday. Not that you know my boy is not in his heyday, but <laughs> just take a take a look back. Yeah, yeah, I, like David Lynch is crazy. Yeah, we've been wanting to do a, a David Lynch like comparison. I've been wanting to do it. I don't know if Brittany is like so down, but I've been wanting to do a David Lynch comparison like series for. The last like few years i think we just like got too busy and we're like we need to have we need to center ourselves before we commit to doing a david lynch um like episode even one episode i'd be like oh god this is a lot like to- one episode on him as a director and everything or just like comparing one of his films to something like we now gonna, i feel like we we're gonna pick like one or mm-hmm. like two of his movies because that's kind of like how we've done the pod we've never really done i think the closest we've done like a a director comparison type thing was uh, we talked about all that jazz uh, by Bob oh, Fosse, and movie. then we talked about Chicago. So it was kind of like Bob Fosse, and then how Fosse's work was diffused through Rob Marshall. Oh. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, we haven't really done like a history of really. I don't think not like, yet. We kind of like combine it into like our reviews, I guess, but. Yeah, we've kind of like I agree. Just people need to really take a step back, and I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, if Saltburn was like the thing for you, I hate to like like I shame guess, anyone's yeah, like yeah, dodge like, like someone's entry point, but just you know, yeah, once you get there, <laughs> I, I feel like they have a whole 
world waiting for them that they can't even imagine what kind of craziness they could actually mm-hmm. dig up well, if they wanted to. <laughs> that's what I have to say. However you get there, and if you're out there listening, I happen to have loved Saltburn and it's somehow like taken over my brain. But like the if you happen to like that movie and you want other films like it, listen to either one of our podcasts because mm-hmm. there are more movies similar and in a different vein. But I mean, I also really like that that took place in a time period that I could actively remember as opposed mm. to like most 90s films where I was like 12 or like 10 and I was mm. not having this experience in the same way. So it was that was kind of interesting. It's interesting to see now that that is a time period film. Like early yeah, 2000s yeah. is now like considered like, oh, it's period. <laughs> I was like, oh no. It was like um 2006, right? Or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was I, like, have we reached that? <laughs> I, I think one of the... Um, one of the characters had a ringtone that, like, when I heard yeah. it, I was like, oh, that's like, unlocked it was the something. Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally. Like, I was like, I hated that ringtone because I think it was like, I had a Blackberry and I remember it was like my alarm tone something. I just remember mm-hmm. hearing it and I was like, I just had like a, like a real strong reaction to that and I wasn't expecting that at all. But yeah, it's, it's very weird to kind of look back at a movie and then you're like, oh, I... I remember stuff like that that's kind of that's kind of weird the fact that ringtones are now like a thing of the past is crazy mm-hmm. like yeah. when they used to be so big and everyone had a specific one or mm-hmm. they had ones for certain people where like mm-hmm. it would ring a certain way and you knew who that was like it's just crazy that now it's like nothing and silence for them yeah yeah <laughs> now you're like oh shit my phone just went off oh my god it's yeah so i had multiple ringtones i think I had like a prepaid phone, my first phone, and it was like, um, what do you call it? It was uh, like you had to buy them for like ninety nine cents each or something, and then yeah, it was oh, prepaid. Yeah. Like I was yeah. just like draining my <laughs> prepaid card or whatever, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> you can't do that. And now everything is like, do not disturb, vibrate. Yeah. Like please, please not don't even do that. Vibrate. You can hear <laughs> vibrate. Yeah, like, that's what's so wild. Is that I remember vibrate was like really cool when you would have it. It'd be on your desk <laughs> or something. And it would like ring, but now yeah. it's like yeah, that's pretty invasive. You can hear the the buzz too, which is actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could yeah. go on and on about like crazy shit from the '90s that, not even '90s, 2000s that does not exist now. But mm-hmm. back to my movie. The other day on Twitter, I saw, and I think one of you may have either liked it or said something. Someone did one of those posts where they're like, what are three unofficial trilogy movies? Like movies that are in the same vein that are not from the same director or anything, but that you kind of feel like you should watch together. Mm. Do you have anything like three films that you think like people should watch together, even though they're not real trilogies, like unofficial trilogies? Mm. I think mine were like... I think it was like Doom Generation, Natural Born Killers, and I think True Romance. Those, Those are my are three. Good. I love a road movie. So any like road crime, like I'm I'll watch it. I'm all about yeah. the road crimes. <laughs> oh, I had a I had one, um speaking of road movies, I had one and then I like lost it because I remember one but not the other. Crap. Oh wait, okay. I know this is a a, a comparison like tree or duo that I've been wanting to do on the podcast for forever. Ooh, okay. Um, was Mama Tambien and <sighs> um, I can see the movie from here. What's the movie? Oh, God, I hate when this happens. Um, My Own Private Idaho. Uh, I've been wanting to do those one. together, but I'm trying to think of what is like a good movie that would go with those two Ooh. to make a trilogy. 
I'm good with the twos when it gets to like three. Yeah, like three. Um, <laughs> God, I love both of those films so much. The yeah. way that I had a Gael obsession for years mm-hmm. after yeah. that came out, like literal years on DVD, <laughs> I bought everything. I bought The Science of Sleep, Motorcycle Diaries, uh, Amoros Peros, uh, Dot the Eye. Like I was just like buying everything he was in when I saw Etu Mama. I, I feel it. like we both had, like all three of us probably had yeah. that. Yeah, we had the an first era. Time- I watched like the science of sleep, like something opened in my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. I have to watch every single thing. Love yeah. that man. Love is that, that man. Is that Michelle Gondry? Is that mm-hmm. who directed mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that's that's my dude. Um, yeah, I let me think on the the last one for those. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of another cool road movie that would yeah. go with that. It's not like violent. It's yeah. not like a crime road movie. I know Brittany's been wanting me to do Crossroads. <laughs> Oh, I haven't done that. I've seen it once or like 20 years ago. <laughs> I've never seen it. seen it. I remember just like, I remember the trailer would come out like a lot on, or be on TV. And I was like, that's, um, I don't know about that one for me. I love you, Brittany, but I don't know about that one, girl. That's not, <laughs> that one's not for me. But um, yeah, I don't know. Brittany, what do you, which one do you have? What do you have? Hmm. I I might have to come back to this one because oh, yeah, I have cool. to like mull this over. We'll mm-hmm. we'll come back. We'll totally come back. What that's is a good question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I love the trilogy. So speaking of this, what are some of your favorite like standout directors? Do you have any that you're obsessed with? Brittany's like itching to go. Oh yeah. What I is do. It? Okay. So first is my number one bay. My boo. Oh, I love one? him so much. It is David Cronenberg. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'm just getting into him. So this is exciting. <laughs> I I love his movies. Um, sometimes you could tell when shit ain't right at the house. It's like, oh, what you going through right now, boo? Yeah. And you can like see that on film. Another one for me is Brian De Palma. I absolutely love Brian De Palma's early work. I I kind of like drop off when I get to Scarface, but his early works are so good. Um, one time, like recently, I came across one of his earlier films called Obsession. And I was like, they look. It's really interesting. I was watching, I was like, girl, they let you do this. Um, and then another director that I like because an Aquarius just like me, David Lynch, and then Robert oh. Townsend. Oh, Robert Townsend. Oh. <laughs> cool. Aquarian <Yeah>. legend. <laughs> yeah, we've done a couple of Robert Townsend movies, I think, on the pod by now. <laughs> just on the strength of Britney alone. <laughs> Um, let me think of mine. I I always go to David Fincher. Um, oh, even yeah. though like I'm I'm not like a normally like a thriller person, like kind of like what he does, but every time I watch it, I feel like like I'll get really into it. And I love the fact that he's got a really interesting style, like a really recognizable style. I mean, like an obsessive, mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's intense. Uh, when I was like hundred takes, that, I've yeah, heard like over a hundred takes for some scenes. That which is stuff I feel. Wild. Is, yeah, I feel like that's kind of um like unnecessary, <laughs> and I feel bad. I for would think yeah. His his actors. I'm like, that's not. Let's not. Don't make the Virgo sound crazy like you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he a Virgo? Yeah, I think he's that an August sense. Virgo. I don't understand those people, but yeah, um, yeah, he's he's very intense. But I feel like he has such a recognizable style. I love being able to pick out like a recognizable style in a director. Um, to where like I watched, 
I watched Benjamin Button and I remember I was like already on a like a venture kick and I watched it for the first time and I was just like somebody's gonna die at the end of this <laughs> violently and nobody died not really but I was like like nobody got murdered but I was like okay it's gonna happen like I kept waiting and I was like that's really that's intense for a director to make me like expect somebody to die violently Especially by somebody on the stand. Yeah. yeah yeah like when you look at his all of his movies it's kind of like an outlier I think across his whole filmography i haven't seen everything i mean i've only seen the main ones like seven fight club social network zodiac <laughs> Mindhunter. please netflix if you're yeah. out there what the fuck they, We're, they need to bring it back that's all we care about we don't want that new movie i'm sorry we don't want uh, it we, we want I, Mindhunter. <laughs> if i you're started gonna i started to watch the killer i think that's what i want and it's just mm-hmm. like so much dialogue and i was just like again like if i'm not in the mood i'm like no and I, I think I got like 10 minutes in and I was like no and I just didn't turn, <laughs> turned off the tv because I was like this is just not this is not doing it's not what hitting, I, uh, yeah not. I was hoping um who else do I go up for I go for Tarsen Singh um he doesn't have as many movies but I love The Fall and I love The Cell like visually speaking oh my god The Cell I forgot yeah. about that yeah wow. that one is always intense i'm like i don't want to suggest it for people to <laughs> no, like necessarily watch but it's beautiful mm-hmm. when it's not like terrifying <laughs> no I, if you're here and you're listening you like the freak shit so watch <laughs> like yeah come on okay. like yeah totally definitely watch it it's beautiful and the costumes in it um incredible uh, it was eiko ishioka was the designer i believe that's how you say her name and she was like amazing she was this japanese graphic designer um i don't know how she moved into costume design but she wow. did the costumes for brand stoker's dracula mm-hmm. and she did the ones for the cell she did the ones for um the fall as well and then uh mirror mirror i think was the last one which i haven't seen that movie but um yeah tarsum's amazing he has this like really interesting style um, he's very intense on like not doing a lot of like CGI or like visual effects. So mm-hmm. he goes like if you're in the desert in India, like <laughs> they they are actually in the desert in India somewhere. So he's really intense about like location scouting and things. I think the fall took him like like a year and a half to do because like all of the different like location scouting and things and. Wow. Yeah, it's really intense. That movie's hard to find. I found it on eBay. <laughs> and I think it's he's going up for like a 4K restoration, but it is really really beautiful if you ever get like get a chance to see. It. I think the first time I saw it was on Mega Video. So that's how long ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how I saw all the Iraqi films when computers were out and I couldn't use my tapes. It was like some really bad copy of nowhere that I've had on like, you know, bootleg DVD for like years. And now yeah. I can't wait to see the new one that's finally mm. out. So yeah. that's really cool. It's cool when yeah. they do that. I feel like Tarsim and David Fincher are like the ones I go They're to. They're like your two. Yeah. Like Tarsim is different because he doesn't have like an extensive filmography. But every time I watch his movies, I'm like, wow, these are like really beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're into like the visual, like the strong visuals, because like sometimes the story gets away from him, I think. But if you're into like really, really strong visuals, like really beautiful costume design and things like that, I think he's like the one to go to for sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean that like that's that's kind of what I look for. I mean, I do look for acting. I do do you watch films for like directors first? Do you look for actors first? Are you more like how do you kind of pick or are you just like the story like this plot looks cool i'm gonna watch this i feel like i'm a mix of like 
director and plot because I feel like actors actors are trying to you know pay bills. <laughs> yeah, bless, bless them hearts. They're trying to pay bills, and so sometimes I've seen it too with friends. I'm like, I'm gonna go see this movie for this actor, and it'll be the actor will be in there for like like five minutes, and I'm like, okay, that's a waste of like fourteen dollars. <laughs> like, like it was a total waste. But like for the directors, I feel like once you find that one that kind of like scratches that itch, um, you know, I feel like a lot of the times they're very like consistent in their style and how they kind of do things, and and you won't usually it's not like a flop. Like sometimes, like now with Fincher, I'm like, what are we doing over here? But you yeah. know, early days of Fincher, I'm like, banger after banger after banger, let's go marathon mm-hmm. all of this stuff. But yeah, I feel like if you look for like actors, like there's some, we've watched so many movies for like actors and oh God. Oh, have you? <laughs> I think when we were I into- do. That's what I look for first usually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I so. Like- it depends on who the actor is. I feel like when we're really into Chris Evans, we watch some terrible movies. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thing was that I go through eras. Like I'm in the Barry Keoghan era now because I've just seen Saltburn. So I'm like going back to like these Irish films and I'm going into like Eternals and I'm like, oh, okay. I knew who this guy was, but let me just go. I did that with Robert Pattinson like mm-hmm. a year ago. I like went back <laughs> and just watched all these things. I was like, oh, wow. He did a lot. My friend's like, yeah, I told you. He did, he like, is- Good Time. He did, like, Tenet. Like, he's done all these kind of weird movies that, mm-hmm. not Twilight, because I had seen mm-hmm. Twilight, and I was like, oh, he's from Twilight. Like, I don't, whatever. And they're like, no, 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 he's actually really good. And then I was like, okay, Batman was good. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. I'm on the train. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he's good. You gotta go he's- back and get How to Be. Yeah. Way, way back. He's Who's got that? some. Is that indie, like, British indie? I think so. It's like one of his first movies, either oh. pre or post Harry Potter. He was like a baby. Oh, oh that's mm-hmm. right. He was in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's wow. Well, that's the first time I ever saw him was in Harry Potter. And yeah, then, I think for me too. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember him being like the guy from Twilight, but I never watched Twilight until like very recently because I had like yeah, a sewing, sewing project to do, and I was like, "All right, let's gotta get something that I can listen to but not really be invested in." And then by the end, I was like, "What's going on here?" But then I was like, "This is really, this is really ridiculous." Like y'all really hate so much. I think I wasn't the target audience. I think I was like out of that range. Like I was like somewhat of a target audience for Harry Potter, I guess. I mean, I liked watching the movies and I read the books like once, but don't ask me any like serious questions about the story. because I don't know. But Twilight, I was like, no, no, this is for like, I would get this if I was like 14. Like, and mm-hmm. this came out. I, I get it. I get it. I like Catherine Hardwick a lot. She's the director who did the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, she did Lords of Dogtown, another film I really love. And also 13, which mm-hmm. everyone out there, I know you know 13. Um, but, which is weird that I'm seeing a lot of stuff about that. I was like, there are so many things I feel like that are way more shocking. Like, I feel like 13 is more shocking than Saltburn. Like, 13 yeah. is wild. Like, <laughs> the way that what happens in those films is kind of crazy. There's also a movie that I always talk about. I have to do, an, like, a hate watch episode on it because it's so ridiculous that I can't believe it got made. And it's called Havoc. Have you seen uh, that? Oh, that my God. Is that Anne Hathaway, right? Yes. She's, like, topless and she's, like, a... Like a trying to be in gangbang land or something. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I have some questions. Like, what was this rehearsal process? Who gave you this accent? How did no one on set, uh, Channing Tatum, we have a whole other set of questions for you, but like, what is going on on this set? Like, 
Also, Freddie, why did you do this? Um, the guy who played, he was in Six Feet Under. He's in like a whole bunch of shit. But like, oh, why did you yeah. do this? This is just, no. Problematic <laughs> is not even close to describing this, this is film. Is it somewhere, can you like stream it now? Because I know for a while you couldn't find it anywhere. I uh, think it's on Tubi. God, Tubi is, is. It's a Tubi movie. I think it's on Tubi. <laughs> it's the perfect place for it if you really think of it. Yeah. I remember I remember them talking about that like forever ago, um, maybe before she did Devil Wears Prada, maybe like around the Ella Enchanted years That's or something. Wild that she and, like, beat that allegation of that movie. It really is. <laughs> like it's gonna come up. It really is. Cause I I don't think you'd believe it if people watched this, they'd be like, no, 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 these aren't it's like the stacked cast of everyone in like 2005 that was making movies, and it's just like the most problematic storyline you've I ever she- seen. I know she wanted to do something different because everybody knew her as like, uh, you know, Princess Diaries and stuff. But oh, that's right. She, yeah, she must have swung like real hard <laughs> to the left or something because I only have seen it like I've only uh, read about it. So I've read like she's like topless or something in one point and some other stuff, but nothing like super um, intense. I feel like somebody had a clip of it on on Twitter, but maybe as the... I don't know. She's going to be doing some Amazon movie this year, and so maybe the people are going to start doing like deep dives on her career, and they'll be like, "Wait, they what the hell?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. She did broke back. I think that year, which probably, luckily enough, was so good that I think it was like, "Let's forget about that other movie that she did," and then she did broke back. So I think she was okay. <laughs> yeah, saved by Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thankfully, it was she wasn't like in it that much because the story was. I mean, that's another one of those films that, like, every time I see it, just for a lot of reasons, basically because of Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. also. But I mean, I'm ugh, just an incredible story that got robbed at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, I feel like it should have won like everything, but at the time, I guess what can you do? Yeah. Um, do you guys have any? eras that you're in right now like actors or actresses era you just said you had a chris evans era which Girl. is interesting how did the chris evans era come about like what started it oh god it's just like he was just like good i mean he is good looking like i'll give him that he's a mess is he? he's, good he's looking. very like vanilla not, boston like, i know he's and that's just... usually that's usually not like i don't know about breeding that's usually not my thing but like sometimes you get swayed by like a very large bicep like you just can't <laughs> but um yeah i mean over time we're like oh he's way corn on the cob like real cornball um but i don't know i feel like because he's been doing movies like since what early 2000s like not another team movie yeah the Mm -hmm. best the best in his filmography i believe (laughs) um but i feel like I don't know. I feel like it was probably like when we were both in, because you had a Marvel era too, right, Brittany? Yeah, I did. Because of Chris Evans, because I had watched what, um, not another teen movie, What's Your Number? Oh, God, that movie's terrible. I had seen the Fantastic Four with him as Johnny Storm or Johnny Torch. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Can't remember. Um, (laughs) So I had been been tracking his trajectory. (laughs) Oh, I love that Twitter calls him like Chris Jamal Evans. He's oh been like the white boy of the like last five years now, I want to say. Like, even though he's married now, like the internet will not let him go. Like Twitter no. will not Less. let him go. Yeah. Less. That's when it went too far. And I was like, okay, we all need to take a step back. Like, let's, let's really bad. Yeah. What, what really broke it for me in my Chris Evans era. And it was bad, y'all. I'll be honest. It was, was bad. 
She's seen way more than I have because I haven't seen Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't but either. That's when dedication. We found out that he can't act. Like, he yeah. can't act. And we learned that when we watched Snowpiercer. Like, the. Oh, I that know. movie was good. Yeah, but why was he in it? Why? He's, it is good. I, I think the movie being the good great. supersedes the fact that maybe he shouldn't be in it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, acting like, a baby. Like, yeah, you always get into that. <laughs> a line and I was like that wasn't too bad and Brittany's always like no that's the worst thing I've ever heard I mean I don't know what's gonna happen now that what's that movie he did with Ryan Gosling I watched that for Ryan Gosling but The Gray Man it was on Netflix it was done by the people who did like all the Marvel like the Russos so I was like oh this should be cool it's an action thing but he's the villain and I was like nah 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 yeah I I think he's been like pigeonholed into that like Captain America style like role mm-hmm. um yeah. just like that sort of everyman do-gooder guy which is unfortunate but you know i don't know he was isn't he supposed to be trying to play fred astaire is that what he no it's Every- from holland oh no yeah but he wants to play um uh gene kelly which is worse because i love gene kelly <laughs> wait chris evans wants to play gene kelly he's yeah it's it's bad no. out here it's bad Can out he here dance i don't know <laughs> No, that's the thing. We should not be asking that question if you're going to play Gene Kelly. That question should be answered because you should be a fucking dancer. Like, yeah, you, you can't learn that type of dancing and play Gene Kelly. You like, have to have the, chariz- the charisma, the talent, yeah. you know, all of that. And I don't know if he can sing. I don't know if he can do anything. So that's the interesting part about it. I don't know what he can do. And I was just, you know blinded by beauty at one point and then you know got over it but i feel like who's the person now yeah do you have one now are you in the throes of one now hmm. i had a marvel era but my era was tom hiddleston came from that mar- my oh. marvel era because i love loki so mm. i watched like all of the the one where he played hank williams i watched like all these like random hiddleston movies <laughs> that he did after uh i guess the first thor yeah, uh, the night manager was really good. That series that he did with Olivia Coleman that that was really good. That was wasn't really he good. like a spy or something like that? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and I like, watched uh, that. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of. I'm really trying to. I mean, I go through phases. I feel like because like we mentioned Ryan Gosling, and I've watched a lot of Ryan Gosling movies yeah, over time. I think usually if he's in it, I feel like it's gonna be a good time. It might be a weird time. But it's a good one. I feel like I'll watch anything that Robert Pattinson does now. Um, mm-hmm. It was a little shaky. I think it took me watching Good Time. Yeah, that was good. I was like, I was watching it and I was like, this is really Robert Pattinson. <laughs> like, this, is, yeah. this is Robert yeah. Pattinson. And I was like, oh, you act. Like, you act. Like, you can you can really do things. <laughs> and I was I'm very- a Taurus, so I love his Taurus chaotic energy in, like, <laughs> interviews. He is exactly how I would be if I was ever to become like reluctantly famous. I yeah. would just kind of be like him, I think. <laughs> I enjoy the fact that he likes to just get on there and lie a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and just like Joaquin. Like mm-hmm. I love when Joaquin does any interview because he just is completely unhinged in the craziest <laughs> way. I just love that no one knows if he's telling the truth. They're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's old fashioned like movie star kind of thing where you're just kind of like just say whatever we're just all just enjoying it like we're not doing fact checks on stuff like that right now um i think he's fun and um 
who else? Uh, This is a random one. And I get like, this girl like scares me. But like, Mm. I like Jessie Buckley. She was in, um, oh, that Charlie Kaufman movie that I can't, it was like some long title. But she was in this movie called Men that wasn't that great. And she was in, let me see. I'm trying to look up her filmography. There's something about her that her energy feels very sinister. (laughs) And I think it's (laughs) because she was in, she was in um, this uh, the season with of Fargo. I want to say it was the season with Chris Rock and all of them. Oh, I saw. And this, she, I just saw Fargo for the first time, like I don't know, month or the, two ago. The movie. So, yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I haven't seen the series. I, I want to see the series though. This the series is very interesting. I feel like once you get to like maybe like the fourth season, it starts to like get a little wobbly. But the first like two seasons, maybe like the third season was a little wobbly one. But like the first two are really good. If you just have that like really chaotic energy of these people who are supposed to be really nice. <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst, who's like one of my old school faves. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch anything she's in. So yeah, I'm trying to look up her acting credit. Who is going ham over there? Oh, that is one of the dogs. Wally. Everybody say hey. Oh, hey, Wally. Um, Yeah, she was in season four of Fargo, and she was also in, um, oh, gosh, why can't I find it? She was in The Lost Daughter, which is a really intense movie. And she was in a movie called That sounds familiar. It's on Netflix, I believe. I believe it's a Netflix original movie. But she's like a a mom who basically is just like, like you find out over time, she's like really not into the fact that she had kids. Oh. Um, But there's something, she's very like an intense actress. But every time I like watch her, I'm like, I'm kind of scared of you, but I want to watch what you're doing. (laughs) Where, yeah, like I'm like, hmm. You might it might be a really intense ride, but I'll watch it. I'll I'll hang out with you for a little bit. Are there but, some like uh, up and comers that you're like looking to see more of? Like, are there any actors that you like really want to see more of that you hope that they, I don't know, like just do other projects soon? Because I have I'm obsessed with Jody Turner Smith, and mm-hmm. I want her oh, to get oh. out from under Pacey. We got it. No movies now. Like I, I want to see her like break in the U.S. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, who do I, I think want? She's, I think she's really cool. And obviously Zendaya. I love Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I wish there was someone who was like similar to her, but like forty. Like yeah. in that age range, I feel mm-hmm. like who does really cool projects, but she still reads so young to me. Even mm-hmm. like when I watch Euphoria, I'm just like, I wish that someone like her who has that like star power who can kind of like Mm -hmm. do a lot of things like i wish we had someone like that who was like a little bit older maybe like 10 years older than her yeah i guess that's a tall ask for hollywood (laughs) so i kind of want like jody to do something because she's like early mid 30s or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm like get girls who are not super young (laughs) like get the girls who are like a bit older you know yeah it's been a really long time since like there's been like a breakout star that's like my age. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. so young. And I have to like, now I have to go on like on Wikipedia and like, before I say anything about this particular actor, like how old is this person before yeah, I Yeah, so everyone's like, Jacob like, Bellorty. I was like, he's like 21. No. Isn't he 21? Like, he's I, think he's, I think he's like in his mid 20s. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like 27. I was like, it's because he's tall. Yeah. It's because he's like 6'5". I think that's the... Yeah, there's been an the... increase of 6'5". Uh, <laughs> actors, I'm like, where did you all come oh, from? Oh yeah, the other guy from Saltburn too is like six five, Archie. Yeah, 
I was like, yeah. wait, everyone's looks so tall. What's going on? Yeah, like what's in the water in the in the late nineties? Because I looked up I his know. birthday and I was like, oh, that's a youth. <laughs> that's a child. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're super young, super young. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Brittany. Who do you think? Let me let me ruminate on that one. Um, I, I oh, feel yeah. like she is a the great bear. Actress. <laughs> like she's so like she's genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can act. And my other up and comer, I would say, is Mason Gooding. They mm-hmm. need to put him in a ro- a legitimate romantic comedy. He was in one that got deleted from HBO Max. I might be the only person that watched. Wait, half what of was it? Turned it off. It's I forget the name of it, but it was a movie where about a girl who was going to visit her boo on the moon. On the moon. Um, and the, they broke up. So it was Lana Condor as a girl who's going to visit Mason Gooding on the moon and they broke up and she's still stuck on a trip to the moon. And one of Zach and Cody is in there, either Zach or Cody. Moonshot? Is this what it's called? Yes, it was Moonshot. And okay. his dad is Cuba Gooding Jr. I had yes. no idea. Yes. Whoa. Oh my God. Wow. I didn't know that. But they, like, he was in the screens. He was in screens uh-huh. six and seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, he's been like the love interest, and in, I think book smart. And he was also in the movie where girl we stuck on this tower. Oh God, yeah, I watched that movie. Uh, fall. And, was that? Yeah. Yes. Oh and it's gosh. Like, we need to use him to his maximum capabilities. Like he has that romantic lead charm that we need to get him in there. Get him like three four romantic comedies star opposite all the new up and coming it girls like let's get that going yeah i yeah. agree definitely yeah. agree. let me okay i feel like i agree with io even though she's working like she is mm-hmm. i guess she's not up and coming now she's got a globe she's like yeah she's, she's, she's on the way she's in there yeah she's like her a, look like, was amazing the, the red yeah. prada look that she had uh at the globes mm-hmm. i thought it was so cool yeah, and I loved her. Um, I love how we're going back to like this little short, like little, what are those? Those mm-hmm. that flip yeah, up like kind of. It was like kind yeah. of like a flip bob. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I was. I I I could never pull that hairstyle off because I'm always like, oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. I think um, I feel like all the the actors and actresses I, I look up to are like established or something yeah i like a lot of them that are gone that are just yeah like brad renfro and you know like yeah heath ledger and you know just all these like old classic 90s kind of act like actors that were actors yeah 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 i mean i feel like the ones that i'm i'm liking right now are already kind of getting to be established like lily gladstone and and people like that um I hope yeah. she wins the Oscar. I mean, I know they're not out, the nominations aren't out, but I'm pretty sure she's going to get one. Yeah. I hope she wins over Emma Stone. I mean, I do mm-hmm. love Emma Stone. She has one. I don't think she deserved it for La La Land, but whatever. <laughs> if she was going to get one, I feel like she should have gotten it for poor things, like not for La La Land, but yeah. it's neither here nor there now. But I hope that she doesn't somehow get it from under Lily mm-hmm. because I feel like it's a very it really could go either way. And I didn't know until recently, my friend, he's really into the Oscar. So he knows about all of the like voting that I didn't know it was like ranked voting. 
I thought it was just mm. like whoever got the most votes, like just tally wise, that's who wins. It's like, no, sometimes like if everyone has someone as a number two, like that person is the one that ends up winning. Mm. So like, even if everyone's like, okay, well this person's number one, they're great. But if they're like, but this person was right underneath it, everyone put the same person, that person would get it more than like a tallied vote. So I was like, mm. damn, so it can go either way. So I was like, mm. oh man, I hope I, won't- I really hope she gets it. I wonder if they do that so it's not like some sort of like ballot stuffing, I guess, Oscar-esque ballot stuffing. Yeah, because we've talked about the Oscars like once because I never watched the show. Uh, War shows like make me so... Yeah, it's a popularity politics. <sighs> it's just a lot. And like the vitriol behind it. Like you mentioned La La Land, that whole year was like, oh, yeah. These two movies that we're pitting against each other have nothing really to do with each other. <laughs> and so I was just like sitting there watching it and I was like, unfold. And I was like, this, this sucks. Like I thought we were having fun. <laughs> and nobody's having fun anymore. No. And yeah, <laughs> ever since then, I've been like, Hmm, award shows i don't know so yeah. i mean oscars are important but at the same time like okay like i just want killian to win I, i'm just a pro killian channel over here so that's kind of all i'm rooting for i'm hoping that killian wins i hope this le- i hope this like leads to him doing more like leading man like i know he's an established actor like really established but yeah. like i hope this leads to him doing like more like leading man stuff because he really has it sure like, I, I'm sure when I it will. look back at his filmography, I'm always like, oh, yeah, like, I forget he was in Inception. <laughs> he's, like, the yeah. entire, like, his Batman. character. Yeah, he's like Batman. Scarecrow, and, yeah. Yeah, like, in Inception, his character is the whole, like, point of, like, why they're doing it in the first place. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in the movie. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I feel like that happens, except for, like, 28 Days Later. I feel like that's the only other movie where I remember him being, like, the lead lead and such a small cast too but um yeah when i watched oppenheimer i was like oh yeah you you do stuff <laughs> you do stuff. and yeah. i watched Peaky blinders um <sighs> Love i was that. a big Fucking huge show Peaky blinders fan so i'm so um, mad that i can't get any of my friends to watch it like they'll watch like 30 minutes of the first episode and they're like lauren this takes place in like 1919 <laughs> i was like god what the fuck's wrong with you this show is incredible how am i what like come on this is incredible like are you kidding? Helen McCrory? Like, what What the fuck? This is the show. It's Killian Murphy. It's literally, like, six years. I'm an incredible character and story. I don't... I really don't get it. And it's based on a true story. So I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm in the he's, wrong here. He's really great in that. Like, he's really... Like, especially since he... I always forget he's... I don't always forget he's Irish, but I forget what he sounds like in his regular, everyday <laughs> Irish voice. And so I'm, like, thinking, like, Tommy Shelby voice, which is, like... Yeah northern english kind of yeah and so um and then oppenheimer i was like oh what is that coming out of your mouth i know his his accent's gotten better the one that he had in batman was no yeah and it got better they just hit those r's really hard when they try to do the american accent which is i mean it makes sense we can't do the british ones not many american actors can do a convincing british one britney always tries are no, you an actress? Can't. Like maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, but she tries every, and it's so funny. We have like apparently like a big uh, UK listenership. Oh, where, that's cool. 
Yeah, every like Spotify year we get our like stats and it's always like, yeah, you're huge in the UK. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then, oh, like, cool. when they hear Britney's accent, I'm always oh, like, are they like, nah? Or are, do they you, like it? I don't know. I, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't gone down, but I'm always like, hey, Br- hey, Brittany, you want to tempt the waters today? <laughs> oh, you just randomly start speaking in a in a British accent? Uh, sometimes. I did it this morning, but then it turned Australian and I embarrassed oh. and the dogs. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where's your regional British go-to? Like, is it a, is it a Cockney? Is it like a uh, Liverpool? Is it a posh? It, it is Bert, uh, from Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's like, it's super Cockney. Yeah, it's the one she knows. It's very, yeah. So funny. Um, (laughs) That brings me into my next kind of chapter here. This kind of brought me to when you said accents and like different like British accents. I don't know about you, but I will now say that I'm a massive Love Island fan. This would be Love Island UK and Love Island US. I did watch a bit of the Australian one. So when I talk about accents, it's about to start tomorrow, the all-star season. So I was like, oh, accents. I think when I'm in the Love Island era, like, because it's like two months of just every day, you're just listening to these people. I'm like, I know the accents now. I know that she's from the north. I know that he's from the south. Ooh, he's from Scotland. Oh, okay. They're from like further up north. Cool. I'm figuring this out. So what reality TV, do you watch reality TV? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. And what are your, like, what's your mainstay? What are your like top shows that describe what you like in reality tv if you could just name a few we're laughing because we always mention this one <laughs> and it's Ooh, always it? this is the 90 day fiance franchise hell it's... yeah i watch them all let's go <laughs> yeah. i was told that i need to catch up with the single life because i think natalie is back on there natalie, uh, yeah bullying She's... men into giving her a baby and I'm just like just <laughs> just just marry somebody girl you might have to go back to the homeland or something because nobody no, she wants can't. to that's Ukraine's true. in war yeah she's there here yeah. yeah she's here with her mom maybe, now. she needs to do like maybe like a Ukrainian ne- network or something because I'm just like I don't know if these American guys really really get that you want like a baby put in you like today <laughs> like yeah like yesterday yeah yesterday yeah yeah like she's really intense so I've been told I need to watch that because I haven't watched it in a while I usually just like binge it on um, on Max when I have a chance. But the last one I watched was uh, The Last Resort, and I didn't get oh, all. Oh, I didn't through. watch that one. That one was that insane because I wanted to see if uh, Kalani and Azuelu would break up, and I feel like somebody, my friend said they, they did. They I don't did. know if that's true. I'm I surprised. think they did. Yeah, I heard I she has another boyfriend. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, think maybe the God. guy that was it the guy she cheated on him with. I think so, but I don't. I listen to podcasts about it, so I heard that they said. So I don't actually know, but I think I'm hearing it's that guy that was on the show that she cheated mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Okay, because like it, I never thought it would happen. Because I was like, girl, you can't be enjoying that life. He's <laughs> yeah. awful. Yeah, he's, he's awful. awful. That was her first, and like they have like two kids. So I got why she wouldn't leave. But I was like, I don't really know if you're really gaining anything if you stay you know i guess you didn't want her kids to be a product of divorce but at the same time you're miserable yeah (laughs) you might need to open that relationship or something because you seem like horrified all the time um but that's that's the one i mainly watch i watch um i don't really watch the housewives 
that much. I I keep up with like hold it on. I still with do. everybody. It's it seems like it's gotten. I feel like when you expand it into like this like really huge universe, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it starts to get like like how do you remember all these people's names? <laughs> do you have any old like classic seasons of The Housewives that you like? I just remember watching old episodes of Atlanta for a minute. Yeah, Atlanta's my number one. Like, hands down, without a question. Yeah, some of those, like, early seasons of Atlanta. um, And then I I kind of, not really, like, tuned in, but I kind of jumped back, back into, like, the tweets when it was all that stuff with, like, Phaedra and Candy and um oh, what's the she's not a Portia I was about to say what's the really dumb one? Oh, <laughs> Portia, she's not she's she's so pretty like they're all so beautiful but my goodness like I I wonder about Portia I really do because <laughs> bless her bless her heart but um yeah with all that like the rumor mills and 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 how that where the controversy shook down and then i hear about kim every so often and her husband i don't know what's yeah. going on yeah <laughs> i want to get into love island because everybody gets so into it but I'm it's, like, a, it's a, a commitment i will say because i'm trying to get people into it you kind of have to watch it from the beginning like if it's on tv it is on hulu i'd have to say if you're trying to start anywhere start with uk season five okay that's the one to watch anyone okay. else out there if you don't know where to watch it there are like 50 episodes i mean and a lot of you can put it on in the background though like you can cook and like do other stuff because a lot of it's just chatter and when something pops off like you'll know like there'll be a fight and they'll start yelling and then you'll be like oh wait a minute like i gotta see what's going on yeah so it's (laughs) right it's good it's like big brother it's like background but it's not like a game like big brother it's not like politics like big brother where people Mm -hmm. get voted out it's not like that it's just about the connections and then like the jealousy that kind of comes from that. And then they're English. So they're automatically just <laughs> so funny and have different, a whole new set of slang mm-hmm. that you'll start saying while you're watching the show. Like it, it just will creep into your, your head, but yeah, it's really, it's really good. Right. Right. And you mentioned big brother. I, uh, I haven't watched like any of like the big brother, like seasons, like concurrently, like I don't keep up with it, but I did find the season of Celebrity Big Brother UK where Tiffany Pollard was on there and it's on oh, YouTube. Oh yeah. Somebody made a whole playlist of all the episodes and I watched like I think I watched most of the season until like Tiffany got kicked off and I was like, okay, well, I don't really care who wins this. But um it was a riot. It it's actually worse than the clips. <laughs> oh my god. I've never seen I, Big Brother, not really. It's like it's it's really silly. Like I don't like I feel like the American version is really intense because there's like the you know the live streaming and all that like i don't really want to yeah. watch y'all like sleeping and, and doing and like talking off camera like that's a lot like i know it gives context to the to the rest of the episodes but it's a lot but i think the celebrity big brother at least for tiffany pollard like that that's my girl like she's she's the queen <laughs> she's the queen it's she's like just... millennia the new millennial like uh reality tv queen i feel she's, like mm-hmm. yeah like when you go back and you and you kind of look at all of her like greatest hits like how are you able to sustain that for almost like 20 years straight yeah it's really like it's almost admirable in a way because i'm like damn girl and it really just is like off the cuff like that's not scripted she's just literally like that's how her brain works and you just can't really believe it sometimes but that season is intense it's not even just her there's like this model i think i think her name is like stephanie 
and she's like flirting no she's an actress and she's flirting with this model but she has a guy on the outside and Mm -hmm. i'm just like but everybody knows that she has a guy on the outside but then like everybody's watching them flirt and she's like well i'm not with him like like it's a whole thing like she's basically like delusional and just kind of like pretending that no one's gonna really notice that they're kind of flirting and like sleeping with (laughs) each other and i'm just like so your boyfriend's like in Trafalgar Square or wherever, watching this on the big TV. <laughs> yeah, everyone watches that. <laughs> and and like you're like, what is he gonna say when you get out of there? And she, you know, she had no answer. But it was a mess. Like she ended up like having his, the model's baby after they. Oh you know, wow. and, he, and he ended up being abusive, and it oh, was no. crazy. Oh, no. It's crazy. Like when you're watching, and of course, um, what's her name? Gemma Collins is who's almost as insane as Tiffany Pollard. <laughs> mm. <laughs> She was on a her. show called The Only Way is Essex, which I've never oh, watched. I've heard of the show, but yeah, I've never watched it. But she's like, she's like this really sort of glammed up lady who is always like, you just think there's like one marble missing. <laughs> oh my God. But That's... she's hilarious. Like she has a lot of like interesting quips and her and Tiffany got into it like the first like couple nights there and and. It is non-stop, but um, yeah, Brittany, which ones do you have? Um, so the the reality shows I watch, I'd be kind of embarrassed that I'd be watching. Oh no, no, what is it? What is it? Is it on Zeus Network? Is it Baddies? um, No, I don't watch Baddies, but I am tempted to watch Poochie Daddies on Tubi. Every time I see Poochie Daddies, it's like what is it? (laughs) Okay. I, I saw a clip of Hoochie Daddies. It's like um, butch lesbians who all live in a house, I think, and just their interactions. And I was like, this seems interesting because everybody's like hilarious. So it's on my like watch list. Is but- it like messy though? Like, do they fight? Like, what do they do in the house? Like, they just live there and that's it? I think it's a little bit of drama, uh, okay. but everybody for the most part is vibing. I did watch that one show, like a couple episodes of that show with, um, I think it is on Zeus Network, but. <laughs> I haven't it, signed up I, yet, but I'm real tempted. I'm real um, tempted. What, you signed up for it? No, I didn't sign up, surprisingly, but I'm not. Um, but it's oh. the one that they, it made me feel bad because they shouldn't what? have been doing this. They got Orlando Brown as soon as he oh. was out of jail and like a a van from the show picked him up and oh. brought him into a house where everybody is fighting. Oh god. No. What? I forget the name of the show, but it's oh, that kind damn. of show. Oh, oh no, that's not right. He is hilarious. I'm sorry. Um and then another <laughs> one that I watch, I watch Love After Lockup. Hell yeah, I watch that. Hell yeah, I, life, all of them. <laughs> I don't understand some of the decisions made by some of the women on the show some of them i'm like ma'am like i get really like concerned like what's her name juju and michael i think that's their name the guy who's like a rapper um and she was like a nurse or a teacher Uh, justine justine Justine, yeah they have like eight kids all together and she wants another she got pregnant but she wanted another baby and it's like he is not taking care of his his four kids that he has. He can't help you support your four kids that you have. 
and you want another baby. Why are you doing this? Like, y'all need to stabilize your household before y'all move forward. <laughs> they want to move like, to what? Vegas now. They want to move to <laughs> Vegas. And I have a lot of questions about how this money, where this money has come from, because he has not worked. She quit her job. He has a Mercedes. He was going to his like parole hearing the other day in a Mercedes. And I was like, how come you're talking about, okay, so the story now is that they're trying to move, but then his parole won't let him go to Vegas early. So he's like, oh, I can't move. Like, I still have to stay where I am. So then now he's fighting with her, with Justine being like, oh, I can't leave. And she's like, well, that's okay. We'll just stay here for another six months. And he's like, but I got a mortgage. It's $4,000. I'm like, none of this is about money. You said it's fine if you pay that mortgage over there in a house you're not in. That's twelve grand. Like, where is this money coming from? Did you put money away before you went in? Like, how? No one's working. How are all these kids, like, living? I don't know. I feel really bad for the kids, really. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of, like, crazy living situations seeking a sister wife and seeking a brother husband (laughs) chaos absolute chaos so seeking a sister wife is i feel like it was a little bit more like looking at how um mormons uh do like the polygamous yeah situation yeah. yeah because um i think in like the mainstream lds church i don't think polygamy is allowed so that's kind of like it's usually people it's who like have like broke, offshoot yeah yeah broken off and done their own thing and so i think that was what it was originally supposed to be about but then it just became like about people who wanted to do polygamy just because they want to do polygamy and um it always starts with like oh we talked it over which it just seems like somebody's husband was like hey can we open this up or whatever and um they always go and like they'll they'll go through like the whole motions of like oh we contacted this woman and we're gonna have her come and see how it shakes down and and all this stuff it is wild (laughs) has it has it reached the point where now people just want to be on tv because that's the thing that happened with reality once it got really big like i'm a huge real world fan like the old school real world so back (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the day it, it was like like you were more hesitant to go on TV because you didn't really know like what was going on. You're like, why would I be on TV? Like for what? But now, especially like seeking sister wife, I'm sure the first, like almost like 90 day fiance, if you watch like early 90 day fiance, like seasons one and two, it's they're normal people and they're just regular and they just happen to meet this way. And then they had cameras. Now it's like, okay, we're going on because we're going to get influencer deals we're, mm-hmm. same with love island Let, that's why love island season five i think was probably the last time that it was like really really like okay it's a show we know that like the winner gets money and we know that we're kind of well known after this but after that now it's like who cares if they make a couple they know they the longer you stay on tv is the name of the game so when you get out you get offered you know whatever like brand deals and stuff if you really want to go watch something absolutely out of control and insane watch season two of love island uk maybe before you watch season five because season five is really good with drama but it's definitely sanitized because of all the complaints they got from season two season two they are like fucking day two like in the (laughs) open in the room they don't care they're like two of them end up like essentially married within the first week they're like i'm obsessed with you you're obsessed with me i love you like it's wild they're smoking (laughs) which they're not allowed to do on the new ones they're not allowed to smoke and they have a two drink minimum in those they're shit face they're shit face smoking all the time one girl gets in a fight when she comes in 
Like she accidentally spills wine on this girl's foot. She loses it, hits her. Security comes in and like drags her out. This is season two of the oh, UK gosh. Love Island. So maybe actually I take that back. You should watch season two because <laughs> it's really unhinged and crazy. And then it got a bit more tame. And season five was was incredible television. But yeah. I think like those two are the standouts. But I, is Sister Wife like that? Like are people going on just being like, hey, we want to open our relationship. But like really this is for TV. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, like, yeah and no. Like, some of them feel very, like, normal-ish, but I question the, like, there's no, like, fighting or anything like that between the sister wives, but, like, they'll definitely, you can always tell, like, the, the, the first wife is always kind of like, I don't know if we should, we should have done this. Like, <laughs> she always seems like she has, like, second thoughts, and then the husband's like, yeah, I think this is a great idea. So um, I feel like the last season I watched, it was, like, this black guy who had just, like, a bunch of, like, all his, all his girls looked the same. They're all, like, blonde, mm. kind of heavy-set oh. women. And I was like, all right, something's really suspect here. And they were looking for – and they all slept in the same bed. Like, for some of them, they have different them? rules all of them it was like four grown people in a bed and i was like how is that possible but like for some of them like it's very like separate like it's almost like separate families but like living together where like the husband will go between like everybody oh. has their own room and stuff but this guy was like raw like mashed in here in one bed and i was like this is this is a lot i don't know if this one's this one. he seemed very like weird I feel like most of them don't seem as weird, but then there was a spinoff called Seeking a Brother Husband. Is that what I forget? It's oh, something about the woman a... who gets more yeah. than. How does yeah. that work? Does that even work? I feel like that was way more dramatic because the men were all kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> the men. I feel like that would be some fighting. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was intense because one guy. It was like an older lady, and she had like a husband, and then she had a a second husband who was like younger and then she wanted a third and the second husband was kind of like mad pouting he was oh. pouting. like the husband was like the first husband was like yeah whatever i don't really care second husband was like man like why do you need another one <laughs> he's like you got me i don't want to be in the bunk bed room with your other husband yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah the way that There's people like, will do anything on tv is crazy yeah, I was kind of like, do, are you sure you want this part of your life exposed to the greater national consciousness? Because I'm great. Like, I'll watch it. But, like, I don't know about your future employers or anybody. But that yeah. lady, I loved her. She was vibing. She was like, <laughs> she almost felt like your, like, rich auntie who just kind of, like, jet-setted around the world. That's but she the had, setup. Like, that is the setup. Yeah, <laughs> but like... she had these husbands and they were, I think when she had... The first husband who was like kind of like very laid back and chill and be like she's gonna do what she wants to do like i feel like she hit the jackpot with him because now she's just like yeah i'm gonna go find another one that's so funny <laughs> she's gonna find more yeah she, and they want them it's funny too because they want them to be like the the individual like spouse wants the multiple spouses to all like not be friends but like be a family and i'm like lady i don't know <laughs> this don't is know. this is this is big love did you see the series big love i didn't see it but i remember it being on and just being kind of like how is that supposed to work like i feel like i would want to fight because they're all talking all the women are always like yeah like this is my sister like we're sisters we help each other out with some of like the larger parts of like if i was just like a single 
wife with a husband, like it would be a big job for me. So they kind of try to paint it as like this, it being like advantageous. Like, like this a is village that's like, yeah, that helps like a village raise the children. Yeah. 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 Like a whole thing. And I was like, but then you could see like one wife gets pregnant and the other one's been trying and can't get pregnant. And it was oh, like, yeah. And you got to be in the house dealing with all that. And I'm like, <laughs> big love is a great series if um if you are curious on how that like works kind of sort mm-hmm. of i feel like that has to have been a reason why they did that show because i think there was a period in time where there were a lot of really great series and then they tried to see like can we find those people in real life and mm-hmm. then can we make a show about this um and that definitely seems like because big love was like i think 2002 or like 2001 to like oh five oh six. i feel like that um the seeking sister wife there's another one isn't there one where there's like one guy who has yeah. like a whole bunch of wives it's like just his show mm-hmm. or not yeah. just his show but like it's like whatever that one is that i think probably came from it and then seeking sister wife was like the spinoff i think yeah it, from it, that guy. i feel like they they were doing like the this look at the real version of blank yeah. show or something like that yeah that's yeah, what happened with real housewives that. like real housewives was <laughs> definitely desperate housewives and the oc mm-hmm. and they were like oh, hey gosh. where can we find like rich women that stay home and that have these amazing lives and live in this amazing city or whatever and then they were like oh like laguna beach was like the oc oh, like the, the kids oc let's go look for those real kids and then that's when they kind of figured that out I used to watch Laguna Beach. A friend of mine got into it because it was airing when I was very young. But I um, used to watch that pretty intensely. And then I actually recently rewatched The Hills for the Mm -hmm. first time since it aired. And it just gets so out of control. Like, I feel like Heidi and Spencer were the ultimate, like, oh, this shit will make us famous. (laughs) But they're still together. To their credit, I feel like they're one of the most stable reality tv couples that we have seen from the early 2000s that's still together and seemingly seems okay like i think they have a podcast together so yeah they, they seem hmm. like they're doing okay oh that and was my he's... other question was what other series do you watch like besides reality tv do you have any like dramas comedies or anything like that i feel like i'm in my rewatching everything kind of moment right now so actually i believe from your podcast, you put me on to the uh, We're Not Over Six Feet Under podcast. I feel like it was yours. I love Six Feet Under. Yeah, and that's a great podcast, too. That was a great podcast. I listened to the whole thing. It just ended like a couple of weeks ago, which mm-hmm. I was really sad about. And I was like, I need to watch this now. So um, I watched the show, rewatched the show for the first time, like a, maybe like a year or two ago. I feel like I'm going to gear back up into it. I, I rewatched the pilot because it's like, it's a Christmas episode, even though it's so. No, yeah, it's so and good. I was, I was like, watch like wrapping presents. I was like, well, let me get into something festive. And I was like, six feet unders on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll watch these this poor repressed family. Um, but let me think uh, of shows that I'm I'm into right now. I'm um, why can I never remember the title of the show? Oh, rap shit. I love rap shit. That's on uh, HBO. It's like an Issa Rae show, but oh. it's kind of like the it's like a city girls retelling (laughs) basically it's like oh wait wait it's a drama it's not reality it's a drama right it's not Mm -hmm. a um yeah it's like a comedy drama uh it's about these two girls in miami who used to be friends in high school they kind of have like a 
like a mild falling out and they decided to come together to be rappers um oh, but it's, it's really okay. interesting i don't know if it got renewed which is a little scary because it's actually really funny um mm-hmm. it's like a lot different than insecure i think um and I it's love really insecure. yeah it's like a little bit more of like a like music industry based kind of show. Oh, okay, okay. Um, let me think. Uh, I love rap shit. I love. I wish P Valley. I don't know if P Valley is coming back. I've never seen that. I don't have stars. I I wish it was on something besides stars. I was like, I can't yeah. sign up for something else. <laughs> yeah, that's like kind of the main thing. I even. I feel like that's the only reason why I still have stars. To be to be fair, but that's a great show. Um, I hope it comes back. I have no idea if it actually is coming back. And there's just like some things here and there that I've been kind of just like dipping in and out of. Like I watched that Scott Pilgrim thing on Netflix <laughs> over the break, and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then it's kind of weird because all of the old actors came back. So even though like. Kieran Culkin has like a golden globe or something. Oh, he's like he came back, back on that? there. All of them. I think the whole cast came back. I think it's oh, cool. even like okay. the minor characters. Um, they all were like, yes, sure, sign up. And oh, yeah, cool. it's kind of weird because I was like, what? Like Jason Schwartzman's in it. I feel like Jason Schwartzman says yes to a lot of things. How was he the number one actor on Letterbox <laughs> last year? I found that really crazy that they did like their top actor, like who everyone watched the most from, and it was Jason Schwartzman. And I think Margot Robbie was the female one, which I get that because hmm. of Barbie. But have... Schwartzman, yeah, it must have been Asteroid City. Yeah, yeah. Was in that. I, if you've listened to the podcast at all, anyone out there knows I am not a Wes Anderson fan by any stretch of the imagination. I am a no. do not show me that shit. Don't get it. Don't care. I, no, no, not any of it. No, none. You will not convince me. I have sat through so much torturous, very much like Issa Rae and Barbie. Have you ever seen The Godfather? I feel like every film bro. If it's not Tarantino, which I don't mind, I came up in the era of like film bros. I went to college in the early 2000s. So like film bros were still in that Tarantino thing where they were like, oh, you got to see Pulp Fiction, like whatever. Yeah. Now, and then it started to kind of shift into like once Bottle Rocket, Royal Tenenbaums, it kind of shifted into like, oh, look at Wes Anderson. And I was like, if this is your personality, like, nah. It ain't, it ain't, I'm not for the kitsch weird shit and then of course I'd show people a Rocky and they're like I'm not for the weird shit and I'm like okay then we're not we, we won't work because this compatible. is yeah we're no <laughs> they're two ends of the spectrum but that's probably yeah. why because he has an amazing cast in all of his films basically mm. I just don't get it yeah I wasn't into Asteroid City either but I'm not surprised because I feel like it was like on a lot of best of lists but I feel like yeah I guess if you if enough people um log a movie it'll like trigger that actor i guess yeah Yeah. it has to be that yeah yeah because i don't think he was in anything else and i don't know if he's been in any i mean he is in a lot of things i will say (laughs) but um it's usually wes anderson yeah yeah definitely yeah (laughs) yeah Brittany, what are you watching so like i have my mainstays from my weekly actually watching on network television shows like what are those I love Ghosts, which comes on CBS. It's a really cute show about okay. a woman who inherits a, um, a house, like a mansion in New England or something. And she has a near-death experience and she could now talk to the ghosts in the house. And it's based on a UK show. I was so desperate for new ghost episodes that I watched the UK one. Don't really <laughs> fuck with it like that. I really like American ghosts. Um, and then I also watch uh, Abbott Elementary because it's cute. My oh, mom yeah, was a teacher so that just 
part of my life. And I also watched Found on NBC. Oh, I want to start this. I just did a, a Mark Paul Gossler uh, made-for-TV movie for the podcast uh, yesterday. And I was talking to my friend about how Twitter was like, wait, how come people didn't tell me that Mark Paul Gossler was fine? I was like, all right, no one's been paying attention because he was in the show called The Passage, which got canceled, that he looked great in. I was like, he's always looked great. Like, don't sleep mm-hmm. on Zach Morris over here. Yeah, he's yeah. always been good looking. Even when when he was a teen yeah <laughs> like, like look this and pitch r.i.p pitch mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was a great show that was a great show um oh i was gonna mention um a show i just finished that like finally like it took me like all year to finish it i don't know why it's by the guy who wrote the favorite and poor things um tony mcdora oh he wrote a show no, no, no. His writer. Oh, uh, the writer. Name, oh, the writer. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, his name is Tony McNamara, and uh, it's called The Great. It's about uh, Catherine oh, the yeah. Great. Oh yeah, the Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I finally finished. That. I don't know why it took me forever, and then when I finally like got through it, and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> what I didn't watch the last season. I still have yeah. to watch the last season. But. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently they canceled it, and I didn't realize yeah, I that, that until I yeah. finished it. And I was like, "Oh, well, it was going off in a wild direction." But that's a great show. It's so over the top, and the, so funny. Like, it's so funny, and it's so like like insane. Like I, half the time, I'm like, maybe we should have eyes on Tony McNamara, and not necessarily mm-hmm. Yorgos, because I feel like he's the driving force of a lot mm-hmm. of weird. Sh- shit and uh the costumes are so great and nicholas holt i think he's like made for that kind I, of thing he needs to have the jacob Elordi treatment i don't I know why like people are dude. sleeping on him he's an incredible actor he was great in skins i love yeah. Yeah. Skins. and he's just been i feel like he's destined to kind of be like one of the next guys to come up um because mm-hmm. he's really funny which is hard it's really hard to be funny i feel like if you can be really dramatic but also be such great with like comedic timing which Elle Fanning actually did really well too I didn't really expect her to be as funny as she mm-hmm. was in the great but I mean yeah I feel like they both should be in more stuff I mean yeah. I'm sure they will yeah. be I mean they're pretty yeah. huge I know he's like signed on to do he's just signed on to be Lex Luthor yeah I'm not a super person man person either yeah. but like I'm a little I, nervous about are that. you are you really only because Superman is from Cleveland. Superman was oh. created in my neighborhood at home. So that's why I will watch the very boring Superman stuff. Who's the new but, one, though? It's not Cavill now. Who is the it new is guy? It's the guy from um, Pearl. The projectionist from Pearl. Really? Oh, weird. Yeah. Really? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Why I not Cavill? I... Did they ever explain why? It's a uh, whole girl. I oh, they didn't not explain why. Down. No, it's. Oh, like, they it's, just it's, said no. It's like convoluted how like effed that entire thing was because there's like a bunch of stuff happening at WB and I can't even like. It's so complicated how it all happens, but like, isn't it like James Gunn is in charge of like the WB? Oh, that's right. It's James Gunn. Film. Film. Stuff at yeah, WB. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's based. I don't know if he's like creative director. I don't know what his whole thing is. But yeah, I think he's, he's the Kevin Feige of, uh, mm-hmm. of yeah, yeah, of DC. And it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be like Zack Snyder is going to be involved anymore. So it's like a whole no, overhaul. So. And like The Rock wanted Black Adam to be like the the cornerstone of it. And I was like, I don't think anybody cares about Black. I'm like, I. <laughs> No. You know how I feel about The Rock. I watched Black Adam. 
I love him. Like, oh, okay. he is my favorite wrestler. He has been since I was 12 years old. I always smelt what The Rock was cooking. <laughs> Every Monday night, Thursday night, SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was like, I am going to watch Black Adam because I have watched uh, Jumanji's. I have watched Pain and Gain. I have wow. watched Doom. I have watched him over the course of his career. I I turned off Black Adam because it was oh. so I turned it off. <laughs> I, I think all the superheroes they need to take like a two to four year break I'm saying Seriously. shut Marvel down shut DC down let us have uh, whatever movies we're getting now let us have some more franchises we'll get Dune we'll get like some other things that have sequels and then come back when you guys have like figured out your shit come back with like a new everything and stop mm-hmm. making bullshit on Disney Plus. We're not all watching every single series. And then just come back like they did before. I don't get... They really painted themselves into a corner. And I'm like, they just oversaturated the market. All of them did. And they just... They're not handling it well. Like, they're kind of like, uh, well, we're still here. It's like, yeah, but you ran every other film out of the, the theater. So, like, when you were being like what Aquaman is supposed to be like the end of that DC. And I was like, no one cares about Aquaman. Jason Momoa, because he fumbled Lisa Bonet is dead to me. So (laughs) I don't really care what, what is going on over there. And no one cares about like Aquaman. Like what other movie can he do? Like show me some other thing that he can play besides Aquaman and something in Fast and Furious. I was going to say Fast and Furious. He was fucked there. (laughs) He might have found his new home. (laughs) I'm salty about Lisa Bonet. How dare you? But, you know, anyway. Yeah. He can uh, can do what he wants, I guess. Yeah. I think The Rock wanted to do, like, a hostile takeover of, like, the DC, like, direction. Oh, the universe. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, Henry Cavill got caught up in it because I guess they told him that – you know, we're going to bring you back. And then he quit The Witcher, which is actually like something that I think he's actually passionate about because he's a huge nerd. And he's so, a gamer, yeah. Yeah. And so like I watched like the first season of The Witcher. I didn't understand what was happening, but I was like, well, I watched the I've... first episode. No idea what was going on. <laughs> I, I was, was like, like no I idea. And I was like, you seem like you're having a great time. So I feel like this is where you should be. But he quit that show to come back to DC to do Superman, whatever. And then they were like, actually, we're scrapping the whole thing. So your, your services are no longer needed, sir. Thanks. Damn. I would be so hot. Be so, and then I don't know what's happening with Black Adam. I don't think they're doing anything oh, that's like that done. either. That's done. That's <laughs> over. That's why The Rock is like, you know what? I'm going to be in this A24 film. Oh, is and, he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some film that he is attached to that's like more of a drama. Isn't it about a wrestler, though? I think it is. Oh, yeah. Lord. Okay. And I was like, well... okay. He was really out, like, selling it, though, because it was, like, about drama and love and loss. And I was like, what the hell is about to happen here? All right, come on. Let's see what you got, Dwayne. I mean, it's I either that, that or he's, he's going to run for president. It's one of. It's oh one god! Of, Let's keep him. Yeah, we need to keep him busy. Then keep him busy. A twenty four. Let's go because oh, yeah, we don't, we don't need that. Yeah, he's he seems really excited about it. It's it's. I just don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I like A twenty four, but sometimes they are a little bit up and down with me. I think right now I liked Priscilla because I'm a Sofia Coppola fan, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was her return to form after some weird movies that she's done the last few years so i mm. usually when it's a24 i'm like ooh, a24 cool mm-hmm. i'm surprised they didn't distribute Saltburn, which is quite interesting oh, that it was yeah. like amazon i was like this is an a24 movie i don't know what's going on here but like 
this and also poor things feels like an a24 movie mm-hmm. too but and it, and it's not i forget who did I think that it's like fox movie. i think it's like fox think- searchlight or something which is their yeah. like I, I always think of like Focus was like the A24 of like the early 2000s. I would see any movie that Focus put out. And when they, when I'd buy the DVD, they would have like the trailers of upcoming films. So they had like Garden State, Eternal Sunshine, uh, that French film Swimming Pool, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like 21 Grams, which is a really good film with like Sean Penn and Benicio Del Toro mm, and uh, Naomi yeah. Watts. It's like all these like really weird. And also a lot of the directors like, a lot of the Mexican directors that came out, like um, Inuritu, and then I forgot one of the other guys. They did a lot of films on Focus. So okay. like they were oh, Motorcycle Diaries I think was Focus. Like so they did all the cool shit. Just like A twenty four now is like mm-hmm. the new one. But I think Focus is now owned by like Comcast or some like yeah. big channel now, so they're not the same. Yeah, but yeah. Like well, owned. Britt, do you have any other series? We were talking about series but i don't know if you have any other like that you watch on tv still yeah i um watch all those shows on apple tv that don't nobody watch i'm watching monarch which is actually pretty good if you like the godzillas and the king kongs okay. um, <laughs> and like any show that they drop on there i watch i tried to watch the show about the baby that was either a doll or alive um that scared oh, me um oh. oh that's the um in night one mm-hmm. what was oh. that called that was so i watched that whole thing and it was so it was um it's claire from six feet under is in mm-hmm. it lauren ambrose oh, i like her yeah and she's it's kind of it's it's heavy <laughs> yeah it's it was a lot going on and i got scared and I no had to it's, stop. it's <laughs> weird it's weird like there's a i watched that whole thing and i was like what the hell it's um it's Rupert Grant from Harry Potter. Toby, oh, Kebbell. Wow. Toby Kebbell from Black Mirror. Godzilla and Black He's Mirror. Like, and, um, he played rock, Monkey and uh, He was in Rock and Roller too, mm-hmm. right? Um, I feel, he was in Rock and Roller, um, the one after Rock and Roller, which I cannot remember the Domino? name. No, was it no, no, no. It was, it was one of the Guy Ritchie ones, but it was like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Lock, Snatch. Maybe? No. Oh wait, maybe it was Lock. The third one was Lock. Not Snatch. But he was in one of those. Um, I think everybody knows him from Black Mirror though. But it's like a it's a really heavy show. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. trying to look at what it was called. Oh, it was called Servant. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm about really... to sign up for Apple Plus because Barry Keoghan's in some TV show. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it with Austin Butler, who I can't stand, but whatever. We'll, is he really I'll... in it? Yeah, is, he is. It's like some Masters of the Air where they're like a World War II uh, Air Force oh. pilots or something. Yes. There are a few guys in it, but I know Barry's in it. And I was like, oh, I'm in the era. I'm in the Barry era. So you're going to get my... Five ninety nine Apple or whatever it is. I watched the WeWork one, the one with uh, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Um, mm-hmm. to watch that was that actually one. pretty good because that whole I watched the documentary about WeWork and it was wild how this man just like got a billion dollars and then the company went bankrupt and he got to keep his money. Oh um, my gosh, it was yeah <laughs> insane. And and I also think that Jared Leto was like born to play whatever role that was because it was so yeah. odd. And I was like, this is him. Like this, he felt and Anne Hathaway was great. Yeah, yeah, she was she was really great in that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I'm also in the middle of, not also, but I'm in the middle of a Game of Thrones first watch, Mm -hmm. which I've mentioned for like years because it just takes me a long time to get through shows. So Mm -hmm. now I'm in season five and I'm like, ooh, I know what everyone's talking about. This is like the (laughs) battle. I'm like, cool. And my friends are like, you're so late. Like, this is wild that you're just talking about this now when the whole world was talking about this 10 years ago. I was like, I know, I was late. I was late to the party. Sometimes you have to, like, take your time, because I feel like if I had just tried to jump into Game of Thrones, like, I've only seen, like, a couple episodes. Like, I saw the first episode, and, like, maybe the one, uh, the end of, like, season one, I think, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to jump into it, and I would listen to other people talk about it, and I'm like, this seems very complicated. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> very super, complex. Super. It's good that it's winter here. Because that's usually when I undertake like a big rewatch because we're obviously not outside. You guys are lucky. So you're in like, you know, you're not like inside for like three months a year. So basically that's when I start to do like the big re Like I watch Boardwalk Empire, I think during like, a Blizzard, which I love boardwalk empire i love michael pitt so i'll watch anything that he's in so like i'm definitely an actor first i'd like to say that i'm more director first but i think i'm mainly really actor focused if someone i really like is in it then i'm like okay they're in this that's why i'm watching that stupid air force movie because i'm like i like barry so here we are what happened to what did austin butler do to you like what i just the elvis thing i couldn't yeah did you watch it I listened no, no. to your episode I on Priscilla. I couldn't it- get into it. I mean, I'm a big Jacob Elordi fan. Not for the reason everyone else is. I think he's just a great actor and he just yeah. has this thing about him. And I'm glad that he got away from Nate from Euphoria. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that like I was able to see him not as this like scary dude. So I'm really glad <laughs> yeah. that he's gone the other way. So I'm like, okay, good. He can act. He's not just going to play <laughs> this guy. But the fact that like, I mean, I think I've now tried to watch it for like 15 minutes. And I'm just like... <laughs> I feel like he did, he pulled a Bradley Cooper. I'm also not a Bradley Cooper fan. He pulled a Bradley Cooper where he is like taking himself really seriously. Mm. And I feel like if he had kind of like let the Elvis thing not become a personality for like two years so that everyone's going to now be like, I I mean, let's be real. We're all going to see the show to see, is he still doing the Elvis voice? Like that, that's the first thing I'm thinking of is, is he going to be able to play a real person that does not sound or have mannerisms like Elvis? Cause that was his personality for like three years. He was like gunning for that Oscar. He was like, look, I got the globe. Like I'm ready. Like I'm out here. Look at me. I'm this like A-list star. And I feel like it didn't work. And I feel like, I don't know if it was the Oscar bait thing, but then Jacob already just like swims on in plays a supporting Elvis and is great. And kind of, I I don't know. I feel like he's still trying to get that level of stardom. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Austin Butler's like, he wants the Jacob Elordi stardom. He wants the Barry Keoghan. He wants that like young, like rising star. And I feel like doing that and playing a real person is tough. When your Mm -hmm. breakout role is actually playing a well-loved cultural figure, it's going to be uphill. Like, you're not going to have an easy time of it either. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious on just like where he's going to like with everything and maybe he should do something edgier. Maybe he should work with like a female director. I also love that a lot of these actors are more of the men are working with female directors, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is really cool that they're, I don't know. I mean, it sounds bad to say, but that they're taking like a risk. Cause I mean, a lot of them probably wouldn't like some actors might be like, I don't know. I don't want to be in a Coppola movie. It's going to be like, you know, 
female centered. It's not going to be about me. It's going to be like this. But I feel like a lot of them are taking more chances with the projects they do, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he is, but we'll see. His next thing I saw a preview um, for is the bike riders. I think yeah, I saw the it trailer. That movie with him and Tom Hardy, which I really want to hear them accents to see what's going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. I saw the trailer. Tom Hardy's a little sketchy with the accents too. Uh-huh. I got but, it. I got to uh, hear yeah. what's happening in that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm not an Austin Butler fan either, but I am interested to see what he's going to do next and how he's going to do it because he was he was embodied by the soul of Elvis. He was possessed. Mm-hmm. He was. <laughs> I hate when I hate when they say that. I, I always am like, don't do it. You're gonna you're falling into the trap of like, oh, you know, I blood, sweat, and tears. I'm just like, have fun. Like, like Bradley Cooper, I feel bad. Like, I'm not like a huge Bradley Cooper fan. I think I talked about this in one of our episodes and I might have even like edited it out. But like, um, I'm like very indifferent, I think, to Bradley Cooper for the most part. But I feel like he just wants it so bad. I'm just like, just breathe. Like, mm-hmm. just enjoy yourself. Make your shit. Like, obviously, you're passionate about it, which is better than I can say, like, 90% of the people working right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know you want it, but calm down. Like, enjoy yourself. You don't seem like you're enjoying yourself. Like, every Oscar season, you're just like, shit. I have a one-sided beef with him. I I have no I he does you not know I do. exist. Um I you know, I maybe if he does a role that I'm just like completely captivated by, I will change my mind. This is up for a change, but it's not anything about him personally, but just this maestro press event. I do kind of like the discourse on Twitter about how this being like Killian's time and how like Bradley's kind of like looks salty about it, whether or not he is or not. I just think it's really <laughs> funny. And also he made that clip in the variety interview with Emma Stone where he was saying like talking about she's talking about poor things, he's talking about Maestro, and he's like, Yeah, you know, like we did all of this and like we had years to prepare. You know, you can't just get a phone call and six months later like do something like this. And that's exactly what happened to Killian. Like Killian mentioned <laughs> that he got a phone call and in six months he was there to do Oppenheimer. And I was like, okay, you know the internet reads way too deep into all this. Whether or not you knew that was a slight dig at Killian, uh you didn't anticipate like his army on Twitter being like fuck Bradley Cooper like they just got all excited and upset about it and I was like oh man every year it's like he's like he's like the Leo he's like every year we're like he's gonna get it he's gonna get it like every year we thought Leo was gonna get it before he did for The Revenant which come on that wasn't like his strongest movie but no he deserved an Oscar but it just the Mm -hmm. time wasn't right it's like Bradley just wait the time the time will come you know like he'll he'll probably get it at some point yeah, I maybe I looked at who he was up against for like best actor, I guess, when A Star is Born came out. And I think that's when Rami Malik won. So I, I might be a little bit salty. Movie. I, I didn't see that movie, but I heard he shouldn't. I heard it was all right, but not like I, Oscar worthy. I feel like when I watched it, I was with like a friend. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. I did. I watched it with uh, our friend Davlin. Um, and. I feel like because we were like enjoying each other that I was like enjoying the thing. And then I go look back and I'm like, that may be not <laughs> that would have been the best thing to, to, you know, that wasn't like the best performance or best movie. So maybe he's like, like, shit, like I lost out to that mess. <laughs> yeah. But the Academy likes to do that. The Academy likes to um, like make you work for it and then give you give the award to you and like you shouldn't have won like it Angela that year. Bassett's honorary how disgraceful oh, disgraceful yeah, yeah. 
that they give yeah. her that and it kind of makes it feel like we're well, not going to get it through voting so we're just going to give it to you like this and i'm like is she going to be nominated ever again or are you going to pull the like well we gave you an honorary one so you should be happy with that like granted yeah. the speech that um i think it's regina hall gave her was great but like king. was it regina king yeah, she oh, okay. gave a really nice because I think they worked together. They worked together yes. a couple times. Yeah, how Stella got your groove back? They were sisters. Yeah. yeah. How is like? I mean, it's really great, but like, how is that? I mean, how? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> like a, why did they do those? It's like a consolation prize. Unfortunately, like we see what you've been doing, but we didn't want to give you anything. So when they kept saying like Angela Bassett finally has her Oscar, and I was like, what the hell happened? Like, it's January. No. I kept being yeah. like, what? What did I miss something? And then it was like the governor's ball, and I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah. insulting. No offense, no. full offense. That's very rude of you to do because, like, you know, there's been a lot of um actors and actors like you said like leo like i feel like leo was like killing himself over over all these roles because you just knew like he wanted it like now i feel like he's chilled out a lot more like i don't like smell the desperation on him for like i never did before he always was like he did his stuff but i feel like he never he doesn't do a lot of interviews i think anyway i think he's very much like just let the movie speak for itself and if you liked me then you'll vote for me but i feel like he also should have gotten it for like his work in the nineties. Like, I mean, basketball mm-hmm. diary should have earned him a definite Oscar nomination. I mean, I don't think he's done anything that crazy since I do like his early, I'm a huge Leo just acting fan. Like I do mm-hmm. like his early work. Like he did total eclipse, like things that he wouldn't think that he would have done at the level that he's in. Now you're kind of like, what? he did these like weird indies. I'm like, yeah, he did this boy's life with De Niro when he was yeah. like 19 i mean he he's been like that force for a long time and yeah. i think he's like that timothy chalamet comparison like always comes in with him too that like he's know. similar to him i don't know why who's making that comparison because i don't even know if that's i think it's the young both. heartthrob i don't think it's necessarily like the acting style i think it's like the twink like kind of <laughs> look that they both have like when they were in their 20s they look like kids like they look like yeah. they're like could play 16 year olds i think timothy chalamet could still probably play like a 16 or 17 year old he just looks really yeah. good same with leo and then all of a sudden like the departed happened and it was like whoa okay no he's yeah. like 35 now you know <laughs> but he always was he just like looked really young for a while so i feel like they kind of timothy also is like one of those like really really dramatic actors really young i think that's probably mm-hmm. why they make that comparison i don't think he's as good as early leo but mm-hmm. um yeah i remember leo has given him like advice and stuff so i know they've like spoken Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not a i'm not a sometimes i worry i worry because like (laughs) some of the girls online get a little weird about timothy and i'm just like can you just let the child act (laughs) why what do they say about him oh there's like a girl not a girl she's not a girl she's a grown woman (laughs) who's she runs like a timothy chalamet fan blog a lot of like older women seem to like really have intensely really? fixated on him yeah. and it's we, little we, we gotta show you it's like, a little really? it's a little worrisome That's, yeah yeah because he's I, not even 30 isn't he no, like he's 25 like, or something he's I think young he's like tw- i think he's like 27 or 28 or something like that like he's he's getting up there but he's not like 
he's still a youth. <laughs> like he was like a, a baby in 9-11. So like that's my oh, understanding God, of like yeah. like youth. <laughs> and so um yeah, he yeah, a lot of people are like really, really intense about him. I'm just like, let him do his little job. Like, oh, he just that's wants right. To- the Kylie Jenner. That makes sense because of Kylie yeah, Jenner. Can, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, why? It's, it's ramped up for sure for Kylie mm-hmm. and, and all that. Cause they were at my Beyonce show and everybody was like, Oh, don't like really? Her. Yeah, they're like, he don't like her for real. And then he they were sucking face in that box <laughs> and the internet is like he that's he likes fame a lot i feel like that's what it's it's giving i really want to be famous yeah like, i mean that's basically it yeah. yeah yeah bless him i mean i do like his acting i've seen a few of his movies and he's not terrible i do feel like the leo comparisons are a bit like you don't have anything premature. Else. I mean, he's yeah. so young. Yeah, he's yeah, so like, young. Let him have like the full range. Like, let him get into. I mean, he has worked with Scorsese already, but like, let him get to like the full like. Has really... he? Wait, what movie was he in with Scorsese? It wasn't a movie. It was just a commercial. But they had they know oh, each other oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's on so, the roster. Yeah. So like, people have talked. Like, he's talked to people, and he always seems like he's very grateful to like get the chance to like learn from these older actors because he's like you know the Tilda Swinton and and all these other people like he's absorbing but yeah I feel like when people make those comparisons I'm like let it breathe first you know <laughs> let it like open up like in and I'm happy that Leo is kind of I don't know if he's like is he nominated for anything for Killers of the Flower Moon? Uh, he was nominated for Glow, but the Oscar noms aren't out yet. So he, okay. I feel like he probably will be, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. He's very like, he feels very chill. I feel like when he was on his Oscar run, maybe it was everybody else too being like, you know, I think it was upset. everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's really desperate. He's upset. Nah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Just like, and then it also seemed like every movie he was doing, I was like, okay, Leo, I know you want it. I know mm-hmm. you want the Oscar. I was like, and then the Revenant happened, and I was like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the, like, the, hmm. the Academy was probably like, okay, let's just give it to him before he hurts himself for real. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I know. Like, let's, because this was pretty intense. I was like, if you're not going to give it to me for this, then I don't know what I have to do now. I mean, yeah. And then, since then I feel like he's like, like eased on some of the roles. Like, they're not as like, like, damn, Leo, you're really going for it today. <laughs> I feel like yeah. he's having fun. I just want the actors to have fun and like, you know, make good shit, obviously, but like, don't kill yourself. Like it's, it's a contest. It's already been kind of proven as being a hot mess <laughs> just from as an outsider. So like, I'm sure it's worse from like an insider's perspective, but you know, I don't want them to, you know, break their necks over it. <laughs> I know, right? Worry. I'm just glad I'm not famous. Cause I'd be like, I'm not doing that. And there's plenty of people who don't even like do stuff like that. Like they don't even like really get into the whole Oscar thing and they have also long... my favorite actors are like never gonna be recognized. Like who I think have just had incredible careers. And I know that it's just like a popularity. It's like homecoming queen, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the prom queen and prom king. It's like just all popularity and who plays the game. And like, you can kind of tell the actors that play the game and like the ones that I really love from the nineties, like never got it. Like Johnny Depp didn't give a fuck about the Oscars. He did like yeah. lots of really great films that he probably could have gotten an Oscar for, but he's just not like, I feel like he doesn't care. He just like wants to do what he wants to do. And I think I Brad like Pitt was kind of sort of in that vein too. Like, I think he was nominated, but like he got it for some movie like a few years ago. And I was like, well, he's mm. done like way bigger stuff that you could have easily from like, you know, nominated him for. But 
I feel like now it's probably because of social media, it's now like super ramped up, like Oscar mm. season and award season. So it's kind of like I'm... a fun sport. It's for the people yeah. who don't like sports. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, okay, it's like my Super Bowl time. It doesn't yeah. mean anything, but it's fun to to look at. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's fun like night of, and then I feel like once we like drag it past like maybe like after like a week. I feel mm-hmm. like the Oscar slap was the longest thing. Oh. <laughs> that was Lord. the longest thing. And I was like, wait, okay, we're really taking it there. <laughs> we're taking it to like week, two weeks, three weeks. I was like, we can't not possibly be talking about this. But like, I feel like, you know, once the Oscar vitriol has settled, it feels better. And then it ramps up back to like can to like, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Back and there's Fashion it. Week. I like pay attention mm-hmm. to Fashion Week. So it's like that's right before. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I like to see what they're wearing too. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically like another thing I like. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this has been a super fun chat. I could probably talk to you guys forever. <laughs> but uh, do let the people know out there where they can find you and your pod and other stuff. Well, um, Brittany, you want to do this one? Okay. So you can find us um, on anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're Black Girl Film Club. You can also visit our website at blackgirlfilmclub.com. Ashley and I are both on Letterboxd. Um, There's a link on our Twitter or X, uh, which is BLK Girl Film Club. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's hanging on. It's hanging on. <laughs> We're still uh over there. Yeah. Um, but more information about where to find us uh is on there. We're also yeah. on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. Yeah. Cool. I will link everything in the notes for this. Uh so don't worry about that. And yeah, I mean this has been super fun and we will talk again soon. This is all we need. A couple of smokes, a cup of coffee. And a little bit of conversation. You and me and five bucks. You got it.